you know what song I'm talking about? Uh, <clears throat> let me sing like several of them and tell me when to stop. I'm going to share this with you and our listeners. In high school, uh, <laughs> let's let's look it back 20 plus years. <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed this uh, and, and maybe it stood out. Maybe because I just watched Barbie. And so um, I'm always about female empowerment. Okay. Amen. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Real Chumps, where chatting about movies feels like hanging out with friends. I'm your host, Marcel, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Danny. In this week's episode, we actually bit off more than we can chew. We decided we initially wanted to review two different movies, and the first one being Night and Day, and then Miss Congeniality, and... It just, yeah, I just felt like we weren't giving... We weren't giving any of the movie, or we didn't give Night and Day enough justice for what we were trying to do. And we were rushing so that we had enough time for miscongeniality. Yeah, yeah. And we just want you to know that, like, we cut all of that out, like, 35 minutes uh, so that we could provide you a better pod because we care about you. Yeah. And and by the way, I mean, miscongeniality is such a great movie. Yeah. It's a great it. one. I'm glad we discussed it. Also, there's a musical break for many of you. In yes. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for uh, – if you're a Swifty, please stay tuned because we get – we get all Swiftified. I for love like, you, T Swift. We do. You're great. <laughs> you're you're on top of the world right now, yeah, and it's geez. amazing. Uh, also, quick note: uh, we will begin doing sponsors, and um, sponsor will be Riverside. Uh, I'm not going to do a sponsor ad break now because uh, I just wanted to prep you. But there will be a link in this uh, in the description. Uh, that is an affiliate link. So if you wanted to get Riverside, uh, that's how we do our like guest recordings, but you could also use it to create your own podcast. I will also leave a link down below for you to get a freed. Uh, I created a podcast kickstart guide. And if you would like to, if you sign up for when you get that, you'll get a, that free download guide that talks about podcast mics, talks about editing software, talks about uh, hosting and some of the other stuff uh, completely free. I just want to let you know. Uh, and then that way um, I am working on putting in a workshop so that if you want to start your own podcast with a buddy like Marcel, you can do that. Off onto the show. Okay. Question of the day is not actually pertaining to anything to do with today's episode. Okay. But it actually has to do with the fact that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did come out this weekend, mm-hmm. and it is a little bit of a different uh, animation style. Yeah. What is your thoughts on studios using different animation, like being different and seeing more of it? I'm all for it. Look, and we're, we're going to talk about this in our in our episode about the summer uh, recap, but one of the, I have very strong feelings that Pixar is, be, is starting to fall behind because they're not doing anything innovative with their animation. Interesting. Like we we had Elementals come out, and I think there were some issues with the marketing for Elementals. Yeah. Uh, but before that, what was the last Pixar movie? Um, uh, and Lightyear. Uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Lightyear, Lightyear was oh, Pixar. Oh. Encanto was Disney. What is Disney Animation? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Lightyear was Lightyear was the last one, which also struggled. Yeah. For other reasons. Um, and then before that, you had Luca, I think, yes, that came out during yeah. the pandemic, right? Yep. They, went, they sent it straight to Disney+, Plus, yep. which I loved. I love Luca. Me too. But they're not doing anything exciting with their animation. And so um, I think Pixar is in a... They are at a... 
at a point of of like a reckoning for their studio. Yeah. Where if they don't try to do something unique in their animation, I think in 10, 5, 10 years, Pixar might not be around. Wow, that's a really bold statement. Well, look at the way that they're, they're, the, the box office numbers for their animated movies have done the last five years. Not too good. Man, we're gonna, we, are, we really need to be deep. We are we're going to get into the weeds for that episode. Here are my thoughts. I, I have similar thoughts to you. I don't know if I'm as bold to say that. that but what I do want to say is that like Pixar paved the way to showcase the animation is something that's worth being, yes. doing. Yes. I 100% agree that they are being maybe too cautious, maybe too confident in what they have. But I think that what people have un have found via Spider-Man um, and some of these other like non-traditional or non-Pixar style animations mm -hmm. um, is that there is room for people for to come in and create animation and use it as another tool to tell a very engaging and captivating story. Yes. So I think it's exciting and I um, am here for it. I will say I was a little taken aback when I first watched the trailer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, as I watched it a little bit more, saw some other things, I came around to it. I, I kind of like liked this little, it felt, um, it definitely felt a, a lot more um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-y than, than everything that has come, come out. out. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm going to watch it. Um, Me too. But yeah, no, I, I'm all for, for animation studios to try different styles of, a, of animation. I'm really excited for for Wish, the Disney one that's coming out. Yes. Because they're combining like 2D and 3D animation into Agreed. one, right? Yep. I'm excited for that. I don't know if the story has captivated me from the trailers. I'm just like, eh. But I'm excited for like the style. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I saw, I think it was a teaser trailer. Yeah. I think so. I'm, I'm holding up. Yeah. In any case, let's get into this Miss Congeniality. You really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed this movie. Every single time I watch it. As a matter of, something I noticed, uh, I don't really care too much for like Rotten Tomatoes ratings, but on IMDb, these two movies have the exact same score. Really? And before you look at it, oh. what do you think that score is? What do they rank it out of 10? Out of 10. And they do decimals and everything. Uh, a 7.5. Okay. No. They have the exact same score at a 6.3 out of 10. Wow. Both of them. 6.3, huh? Do you think that's a fair, a fair uh, rating? That's a fair rating. That's for, a fair for both? Rating. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for like the average public, yeah. Like an average viewer giving both those movies a 6.3, it's above average. It's a good time. Right, I do think that probably Miss Congeniality is better. Thinking when I think about the public and you know, like it had a huge win. Like it was almost not. I I don't know what the breakdown is for the budgeting wise for Miss Congeniality, but I know that when it came out, it was like a big like female win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie, yeah. right? Um, and so, uh, and again, like I said, like I had several friends that and and even i was so every time i watch it, it was really it was like i love a good sandra bullock movie you know this is like what our our second sandra bullock movie right yeah she saw it look it had a budget of 45 million and gross gross worldwide it did 212 million 
Hence why it got a, a sequel, right? Look, we said this, I think, a couple weeks ago. Like, maybe not. Did we say this? That we sh- more movies should... Uh, do should scale down their They budgets? should scale down a couple budgets, throw out a couple things, see how see how things grow. Let people, like, flex the, like, constraint muscle. I think we we talked about it there in our video, which if you haven't seen uh, of Oppenheimer and our journey, that's where we talk about this. Yes. Um, go check it out, though. But... Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's a very skilled down movie. Um, stakes are high. Uh, you have a great cast, and I think it, it's such a unique story of the, the concept of putting uh, an FBI agent undercover at a at a beauty pageant at a Miss Universe uh, scholarship Miss, program. Miss, uh, Miss uh, USA USA scholarship program. Not, Not a beauty pageant. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is it like. I think what's there is like, it's going for the underdog female. Yeah, a female who is beautiful, is intelligent, is there, but has take has almost taken steps to feel like not try to pursue any of that because it got in the way. Uh-huh. Right. I love that it opens up with the scene of the playground. Yeah. Right. It sets the complete tone. Right. That she realizes, hey. I want to help this person mm-hmm. who she finds uh, like uh, equal in the sense he's cute, he's smart, and then being shut down. Shut down hard. Hard. As right? a kid. As a child. Which, in front of peers. Which I still think holds up today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and, and that puts her on this path of, of recognizing that she is different, but that she needs to hide certain feelings certain emotions right certain yeah expectations right in order to quote unquote fit in with her male co-workers correct right and it's so it's demonstrated so well as a child and and we don't need to see the rest of her upbringing we we get that from that scene right exactly and then i love that it goes to a smash cut into this op mm-hmm. okay the op is you know get this whole i mean it's probably you know the next 10 minutes or so and it portrays beautifully how this is played out in her life yeah we get an instant payoff in how in the sense of like what this looks like in real life for her as a field agent showcasing her prowess in the sense that she's an elite officer she's you know Mm -hmm. in in the united states right yeah um and so but has difficulty fitting in in like the norms in the norms yeah something that i, I don't know if you noticed this uh, and and maybe it stood out maybe because i just watched barbie and so um i'm always about female empowerment okay amen let's go <laughs> let's go but we're, we're two 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 it's two guys but we 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 married we both married really strong women and so like and we only have daughters and we only have daughters right? so we really want yeah. girls to see these types of movies and and know that they are powerful yeah yeah um but uh I noticed that 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 ops scene, especially at the end when when the the, the colleague gets shot and and two guys run run off whatever. Pay attention to this next time. No one, even Benjamin uh, Pratt's character, no one looks at her in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was such a smart decision. Yeah. Right by through through the conscious decision of, of the director to say no one look at her, you know, straight eye to eye, that just tells us how everyone views her 
as a as an agent, as a female colleague, yeah, right? They don't respect her. They don't look as her, they don't look at her as, as like, an equal. Not only they don't look at her as equal, they don't even look at her as like they look at her as like that one weird, not even like a girl. Yeah, that the, that one weird person that works with us. Yes, right. And and like Benjamin Pratt's like body movement, like she's standing next to him, and like he's just kind of looking off to the distance, not and she's wanting to catch his attention. Not not romantically, but just no, because just, she's trying to explain, like, and she's concerned for her coworker, right? Um, and he just, no one looks at her. Yeah. And I thought that was so, like, that that sets the stage for how she feels. Yeah. And then, and then it cuts into the next scene where she just goes home and just vents out, punches yeah. the, you know, the ghost again. Yeah. Hits the punching bag and, like, just the loneliness that she feels, not only at work, but at home, too. Yeah. I loved it. I loved this introduction of the character from her as a child, her on the field, and then um, how people treat her. Right. I I also you you the set design. Mm-hmm. Okay. For for that uh, that one apartment scene, this is another case for uh, a set design kind of like uh, not exp- maybe exp- no like context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One scene. Uh, a feeling and understanding her coming through breaking the you know coming in trying to release that that tension cut to her getting into the car yeah going into to pick up the, the coffee. coffees yeah you know which <laughs> i love that scene dude that is all freaking fun walking in hey fbi everyone out of the way and then goes up and like completely delivers the <laughs> full-on there you know Okay, I have a quick question about the the, uh, the whole premise of this is the fact that like the is like the hidden in plain sight beauty, um, and I for some reason in my in my head I have Taylor Swift uh, song. Sing it, Danny. Sing you know, I cannot sing it because I can't even remember <laughs> what the freaking songs like. What's the one? Uh, is it the what's you know what song I'm talking about? Uh, <clears throat> let me sing like several of them and tell me when to stop. We are never ever ever getting back together. No, no, next no, that one. Okay, because um, now we have bad blood. No, next song. Um, I love that you're singing this. Uh, what else? The <laughs> uh, no, the one that like the the bleach like uh oh it's the it's the one that was like super popular around this time. Are you kidding me? All her songs are free. At you're this right. time she wasn't. She was too. Yeah, she was yeah, a yeah, child yeah. at this time. Look what you made me do. Maybe, look what you, no 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 no. It's older. It's like one of her. What's the freaking song? Love story. Yeah, I think it might be love story, right? She's like, or maybe it's the one where she's like, she she's like seeing a boy. He doesn't notice her. She the boy. Dude, these, these are all her songs. I, Swifties, I'm so sorry. I please don't at me. You can at me, aren't you? Literally, just said, it's a song about a boy and the boy doesn't get. Are you kidding me? We're, we're gonna get wrecked. In the club. We're gonna get so wrecked. We're gonna get seven hundred one stars for not knowing to this. What? Anyways, the one. T- the you t- belong t- with me. Maybe that one. Yes. Let me look at the lyrics. She wears short skirts. Yes. I wear t-shirts. Yes. So this movie, all like like this movie, this song. Okay, okay. Okay. Because it's this idea of like, no one notices you, hmm. but you. And she, the thing though is that she has buried that desire to want to be noticed. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I fully believe that she felt that in high school. Hmm. This character felt this feeling that Taylor yeah, Swift yeah. depicts. She's the one in, 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 in t-shirts. In t-shirts. There's the other girls in, in yes. cheer captain. Thank you for coming along this journey. And I'm on the bleachers. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good song. She might not be on the bleachers. Well, she might be on the like, so bench playing football. That's true. She might Anyways. Be no, no. But like to me, I felt like like that's like it's just that's what it is. And so my question to you is like what is – one, do you think any other female uh, – uh, any other actress could do it? As good as uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of actresses and movies out there that kind of address this, like no, 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 go that that address these things, right? Of like, yes, I yes. societal expectations, yes, yes, yes right. Yes. But but Sandra Bullock is really good at doing it in like a comedic way. Right, I feel like almost realistic way. Okay, all right, yeah. To me, there's I don't I feel like, uh, while you were sleeping, yeah, same feel, in the sense of like she's kind of like in the background. She's in the background. She you, people don't notice her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, uh, like that's I, true. Okay, yeah, I see what I, you mean. I want to say America Ferrera mm-hmm. also has done this quite a bit. Yeah, that is girl that doesn't you know she played ugly betty right wait yeah ugly betty yeah but i think there's something about sandra bullock well whatever yeah Uh, she she like the way she her mannerisms the way she is able to like just uh deliver it like i just feel like it hits so hard yeah yeah like almost to the degree that like this is actually part of her own character Hmm. that she does not care if she's beautiful on screen or if she's not she just she she she's a professional actress that comes in to do like to do what she loves which is making movies yeah and and, and, and you go through her filmography right and she has played everything yeah. right whether it's the within one movie playing the the tomboy versus the super uh elegant pretty contestant beauty contestant to what whatever she's done in, in all of her Super filmography she's very astronaut. uh yeah astronaut but i think i think that i think that that goes to like the great casting of sandra bullock uh, right you asked like who else could do something like this i don't know in early 2000 what other actress could have pulled this character as such as as good as sandra bullock i don't have one come to mind if we had another miscongeniality today who would you who would you cast? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question, right? Very good question. Um, I feel like there are some really great sleepers. I'm gonna have to think about this one. We might have to put this up as a poll on on our YouTube. You know who I think would be great, and maybe because I just saw her in Barbie, uh, Emma Mackey. Yeah, she was she was funny in that movie she, in, in Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked she her. was. Uh, I think she would. I think yeah. she would be a good. Uh, she would be a good one. Yeah. If yes. they did a remake. Okay. If they, anyways. Um. Anyway, sorry, dude. We've digressed. So I love this. I'm so <laughs> sorry. So many I just, directions. I, just, yeah. I love it. Uh. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about uh pacing. Okay. For this film. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the pacing? 
You know, I, I really like just we're introduced to the character, we're introduced to the to the to the conflict, and we just go with it, right? And not just that, but like we don't go from like okay, here here here's a conflict, let's put her on the cover. No, we're then introduced immediately to to um, to Candace uh, to Kathy Morningside, right? Right. Um, and 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 Michael Caine's character, and then from there we go to her makeover scene. And then from there we go into undercover. Like it's just it's very well paced. Never did I feel like we were moving too fast, and never did I feel like we were moving too slow. Yeah, and also I think the only one scene I, that maybe I would cut out, yeah, is is the coffee scene. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think like they they proved the point. They didn't necessarily need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I, again, I don't remember when Starbucks was like came through. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is like, this might have been a thing for Starbucks. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you're probably right because the movie takes place in New York, and I think, well, I don't know. I mean, obviously Starbucks was huge, Seattle, yeah. way before it ever hit New York, 1971, right? But, or maybe it's the fact that like. Uh, we live post COVID. Mm. That it just—I don't know—that that idea of like a freaking super bustling, and like that with with Grubhub oh, and yeah, like yeah, with yeah. all these services that we have, like mobile mobile order, you can just walk in and grab your stuff. Right. That like people who are regulars could like put in their stuff. Anyways, no, it's, it's a I think there's something to be said about that. Like there, could it have been cut out. I think so. Yeah. She could have just, she could have, they could have easily, she, her showing up with like, all right, I got all your orders. And then like them doing that, that scene and it would, it would have been paid off. Wouldn't, you know. I, I get it. The comedic yeah, element yeah, there yeah. and the beats. I get it. Um, I feel like this movie has a lot to teach us in pacing. Oh, okay. I, like, like you said, there's, we go into these things, but every single moment, I, I think we, we, we linger long enough to have a, like a moment of growth or of like care growth for not only for for uh well what's her actual name in the show agent whatever it is uh, Gracie Hart Gracie Hart but yeah yeah so so for you know for Gracie but for Kane's character mm-hmm. okay but also for um the lead what's his name again Benjamin yep Benjamin right the ever like. We have these moments that you come in, the scene takes place, it's just the length that it needs to be, mm-hmm. and we're out. Yeah. Have and because like there are te- there are scenes that, that are longer. There are scenes that like we come in, we're out. And to me, like as I was watching this round, I just felt that there was a lot of um it was great like I, I remember, I know who, who you know, like we, you watch it once and you remember. But to a degree, like, I, I love that, like, we don't. Like, they do a great job always put setting up the stage for them following the wrong person. And then we come back and we find out that she gets completely shut down when she realizes that this is, that there might be a copycat yeah. trying to do something. Yeah. Right? And again, we get called, pulled back, right? Mm-hmm. And so... The growth we have with her as a character in the beauty pageant with herself and who she is. 
the the confidence she gains not as a not only as a FBI agent where she's saying no I'm sticking to this I have a gut feeling I, I think, give me a small team give me a small team right you don't get a small team yeah and and even like the the director of the FBI showing up and and saying no we're we're leaving we caught the we caught the 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 killer, the killer. um no like if you're going to stay you're going to stay without any backup right so the confidence she gets as an FBI agent the confidence she gets as well in this environment right right of of finally feeling comfortable in her own flesh right in her own body or or her own image whatever it is like to to want to stay to have built relationships i love as well the growth um because we only see her interact with with other males right in, in the force and now we see her interacting with other females and like finding that sisterhood and yeah there's there's those scenes of like of the girls being catty to one another yeah. right at, at the first but then i love the scene of when she shows up and like a hot mess a hot mess and like they're about to go on stage and she's you know figuring out like is this a lipstick and then like the one girl yeah she says yeah. rhode island rhode ladies, ladies will help you like and they all jump in to help yes right so i i, I love i love the 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 not duality, but like the two forms of confidence that she gets and growth of being confident as an agent and to be able to stand up to her superior, Benjamin Brad, and say, I am staying. And also the confidence she gets to to stay in the beauty pageant and make it as far as she does. Yeah, it was rigged to a point, but then to make it that far and and say, No, I'm I'm confident in what I'm doing as a woman. Not necessarily in the stereotypes of like this is what it means to be in a beauty pageant or whatever, right? But to say, no, I feel confident in who I am with with these women yeah. and, and to be seen as an equal or, or, or yeah, as, as an equal with them. And because you are, you just recently watched Barbie. Yeah. I watched Barbie that went opening weekend. Uh-huh. To me, I, I guess my question to you would be, do you feel that Barbie had, because they both do similar things, mm-hmm. okay? How did you feel of the, when you think back of the pacing, when you think about what the pacing can do, do you think, is it is it warranted to think about them in like a similar, maybe that's not right, the right question. What am I trying to ask? I think, Watching this movie shortly after watching Barbie, yeah, I do wonder how it's going to play out in the long term. This Barbie, okay. Whereas, like Miss Congenial, I'm not saying that, like, because like, there's something to be said about these movies that like they have a heyday and then they kind of like they get put on television as like mm-hmm. the one that you can like, oh, this is um, this, I want you know, I'm just going to throw this on while I'm doing dishes, right, right. right? It's a movie that I like or whatever, um. Uh, and they're very different styles, obviously. But I think it warrants how where you knowing watching Barbie, yeah. Now watching Miss Congeniality, having a similar feel of like women empowerment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just like empowerment for the for the underdog, yeah, right. Um, but most importantly, women empowerment, yeah. Do you feel? What do I? What's the question? which one which one has like a clearer message or which one will endure in in like 25 years okay 
Yeah. Okay. Our kids are going to be sitting doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to take over. Someone's going to take over. <laughs> this and empire we built. We're, by that time, we'll have a freaking media empire. <laughs> what when people and they sit down, they're like, let's revisit two uh, female empowerment movies. Yeah. Which and one's gonna la- Which one's gonna resonate? Which one would? Which one's Barbie? Barbie, and and I think w- one thing I didn't like about this movie, I get it. This movie came out twenty three years ago. Yeah. Um, but was was Benjamin Bratt's character all of a sudden giving attention to hundred percent to to Gracie, right? And there's even I, I love that I watched this right after Barbie. There's even a scene in Barbie, right, where one of the Barbies goes to Ken and and they're they're pretending, right, to still believe in in patriarchy and whatnot, right? <laughs> yeah, of, under the influence. Under the influence, right? And one of them is wearing glasses and she's like, uh, I don't feel pretty. Uh, what like uh, how can I gain confidence? And then Ken looks at her and just goes <laughs> and takes her glasses off. <laughs> You've got it now, right? Like, yeah. like such a such a typical '90s, '80s, early 2000s trope of saying that women uh, only look good without glasses, right? That 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 their whole personality and beauty and attractiveness is based on these the, these glasses, right? And so, like, the fact that this movie does exactly that and says, "Oh." You are now attractive because you went through this the, makeover. You wanna kiss me, you, right? Right. So, so like that. I, I, I was watching. I'm like, it's funny that I just watched Barbie, and they make fun of this trope in movies. And here it is. And here it is, right? So, like, just alone, that will will resonate. I think that Barbie is it. It what what Barbie did. Yeah. Was it took. What many other of these movies, not to say, it, you know, this movie didn't do it for the people, the women in 2000. Right. But the thing is, is that like we as a society have grown. And the, I love that like she throws in, in Barbie, mm-hmm. we have this whole other act with Ken and the patriarchy and what it does it for like this Barbie land yeah. situation. And also for Ken and the Kens. <laughs> Right, King, King Kingdom is that what? Ken, the, the Kingdom, Ken, the Ken, yeah, Kidland. Ken, yeah. In any case, the that it uh, that there's there's stuff to be said that like for women, but also for men. Yeah, that we like we can't just go in and say, oh, you know what, you you know, just because you're wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> like back to the you know Taylor Swift's <laughs> situation, right? Like it's we as a society have to be better as a right. whole. Right. And I think that's, I mean, there was a point where I was like, Gracie, don't give this guy I know. <laughs> a minute, a second of your, of your time. Like you deserve better. Right. But I, I get it. It's early 2000s. Unfortunately, that's still how it was being portrayed. Right. Um, I don't remember how the second one ends. I've never seen the second one. You've never seen the second no, one. I heard it wasn't good. I don't remember. I saw it a couple of times. Definitely not as much as the first one, but uh, no. Because now I want to know, like, did they... I don't think he's even in the second movie. No, no, no. Right? I, the whole thing is there, but, like, like what happened? Like, did they, try to, did they try to fix that? But then studios got in the way. That's the thing I want to know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, in any case, 
It was a good time watching it. It was a great time. It. I, I, I want to talk about Michael Caine. Yes. Michael Caine is a gem in this movie. A complete gem. In his introduction in the restaurant, <laughs> it's so good. I love him what, in this movie. You know what I think even amplifies it is the fact that Sandra just gives him, like, they play to each other. Yeah. And that the directors and like they wrote this scene, but they picked these wonderful actors to play uh -huh. the parts that just like the don't the donuts. <laughs> then him like he him knowing, okay, no, 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 and yeah, I like I also love that he was so against he he knew from the second. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not the person. No, th no. this you, yeah, this isn't what I signed up for. Yeah. That's that's how bad <laughs> Gracie's appearance is. The walking scene. Oh my gosh! Like how he's just teaching her to walk. <laughs> There's a, he says, "Hold on, I I wrote the notes." Oh, he says something along the lines of like, "I haven't seen a walk like that since Jurassic Park." Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful line. I love that uh... line. Michael Caine, he steals it for me in this movie, which he, he's done a lot of comedy, right? Um, and it, it was great to see him kind of tackle this uh, this genre again. Um, what a great movie. It is. You know what? You know what I love about most about it is that we keep getting more movies that are to empower women. Yeah. But they're all better. They're better, right? It, you, you brought this up, right? Like. In 20 years, when our girls are doing the podcast, right? And I'm thinking, like, what movie, how can I talk about both, going back to Barbie and, and Miss Congeniality, right? How do I show this movie to my girls, right? And what conversations can I have in saying, like, here's a movie from when I was your age, and here's a movie that came out. Right, like when I was an adult, and like you, we went saw it together. We went right, and 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 just be able to say like, give him a history of like, Benjamin Pratt is a dick, and so is Ken. <laughs> like, even though even though Gracie chooses uh, Pratt at the at the end of this movie, no, he sh she should not have right, and right. why, and right. have those conversations right. Right, uh, uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, even though I love Benjamin Brad, but yeah, but but the character is the so, character, right? Yeah, but that's that, I I am excited for that. There's something to be said, like movies um, have always been a way for our generation, our society, since movies were created, to be able to share some of the lifelong lessons. Yeah, but also learn to be able to see, like, be able to watch something and not have to live that that situation. Right. Which I think is a wonderful tool. Yeah. Right. I mean, why do you think teachers, you know, we just had, you know, the Depot Society on and uh, the impact of what that did in a classroom, right? Yeah. Similar situations, I feel like, you know, like they could take scenes from both both Barbie and Miss Congeniality plus whatever their movies come out mm -hmm. and they have come out <clears throat> that also emphasize both the good and the bad, and the bad. in all situations. Yeah. Because we need to have the conversations. We need to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, lastly, I, I'm going to share this with you and our listeners. So she, obviously, at the end of the movie, she wins Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Um, which is the award given traditionally. The contestants choose which of the women, you know, made the experience the best, et cetera, et cetera. And she won Miss Congeniality. In high school, 
uh let's let's look back 20 plus years <laughs> uh so i was uh i got to participate in our school's beauty pageant hold on our oh, oh, i was i was excited to hear the story our our, uh, our high school mascot was the bruin okay okay so every year they would do miss the mr bruin yeah. pageant okay did your school do that we didn't have that but we did have like there was a there was a time where there was like the Mr. Royal. Okay. It was like you were a senior. Yeah, yeah. And men's would the men would get like picked. I was also. Were you okay? I got part of that. I actually got sick, and I couldn't participate because we'd always when you did it, you'd have to go and learn the, the one of the the dan the, the the dancers mm -hmm. would teach you a routine, and you'd have to dress up in like a like, like oh, okay. one of the dancers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do the thing. I got the flu, oh, and no. I couldn't do it, and I was oh. pissed. <clears throat> so so I got so I so the way our school would do it, uh, every. Every club would select one male senior to represent that club. Cool. Um, and I, I don't remember what club I got. I think I was I was in student council, so I think the student council elected me to represent. Um, anyways, so I, I did the pageant, dressed up in in athletic wear for the athletic wear uh, section. section. Uh, we even had the local. Do you have photos? I need photos for the edit. Dude, I, I don't think I do. You wouldn't have any. You, of course you wouldn't. I'm gonna scout. I'm gonna find somebody. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> I I wonder if, if like, I'm trying to think of who else was on there and if they had photos. I'll uh, find photos. Don't you worry. I'll ask around. Um, but uh, I remember my parents didn't show up too. <laughs> they thought it was a joke. My mom also. She was like, Danny. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we did the we did the casual wear, the formal wear. We had one of the like the the local tuxedo places like lent out the yeah. tuxedo wear. Um, did a talent. Anyways, uh, at the end of it all, my talent ended up being really bad. Uh, I played like the guitar, uh, which I'm not a guitar player. I was starting to learn it. Yeah, my senior year. But anyway. Uh, guess what I won? Mr. Congeniality. I was Mr. Congeniality. What a man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We should have led with that story. I'm going to cut this. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to set the whole episode with like a little Mr. Congeniality. <laughs> We're going back 25. Uh, so you're looking at, uh, a Mr. Congeniality, uh, Mr. Bruin Congeniality. That's here. awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad that we... Talked about this movie just for that story. <laughs> just for that story. Not that great of a story. It's a great story. Uh, after talking about Miss Congenial. <laughs> so uh did you stop did you stop the, the bomb from going off? Did... Uh I sure did. Oh, see? Well. So next time they do the, this, we're not gonna have a miscongeniality, we're gonna have a Mr. Congeniality. Mr. Congeniality. <laughs> Address the stereotypes of men. We're gonna we're gonna do a gender role flip there we go. on this movie. Okay? <laughs> Alrighty. Well, this was a fun talk. This is a fun, uh, great conversation. Yeah, man. This, you know what? I'm glad. Um, we we like we want to do new releases, but they're just too new to talk on the pod. Yes, that and look, we're both parents. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's we're not. We're no. It's so hard to make it out sometimes to like new releases, and then record yes. and then edit. Uh, all within a couple of days. Uh, so you know what? It is what we we have to adapt. Yeah, and, and let us know. Like, w I would love to talk about Barbie. 
I really would. Um, we will have a video posted to YouTube because we'll probably have a, a little conversation thing that yeah. we do. But as for the pod, we're going to stick to these because I think these is where like we like we had time. Like, I mean, I watched it ten times, yeah, or uh, possibly ten times, possibly. Um, and it was it's a great movie that I've fully enjoyed. But I am so happy that we have more movies that are doing it better. Like yeah. I said, and yeah. that we will hopefully. Have more movies after Barbie that do even that do it better. That do or continue to build that on continue it. to build on it. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. um as a as a dad like you that have girls, I want my girls to, to know and yeah. to be able to have not have to live it, but can be able to like have a reference and learn from them before it even happens. Before they have to they they can go into the world a little bit more prepared. Exactly. They might still face different. Of course, because it's life, mm -hmm. right? It's you know it's not a movie. Yeah. And sometimes we do have to learn those lessons the hard way. Mm -hmm. But luckily, we have things that we can maybe learn from. Exactly. To make it less sucky. Yeah. So in the comments, I want you to let us know what is, what is it. Uh, tell us what you. Th when's the last time you saw Miss Congeniality? Do you like it? How do you feel like it compares to Barbie? Or just you know, let us know what your thoughts about. The movie yeah it was great to revisit it and i'm curious to know like if this is your first time watching it like how does it resonate to you in the year 2023 <laughs> it's a great great question next week we will be joined by a special guest from the undercast company and her movie that she, the movie that she has chosen for uh that has influenced her is across the universe so put on your beatles uh hit tracks rewatch this movie and come join us there. We'll see you next time. Bye.